0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green lights on. Set for a start.
1: Compliance is holding on. Cut glory for Compliance. But it is all heart style Rico and
0: he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. As Jason DeRulo once said, I'm right solo. I'm writing solo. S-O-L-O, yes, no, Jason Adams. It's James Vandermart here for the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. I've let the superstar of the media world in the Greyhound Racing game have the week off, but not entirely. I said to my man, Chase, yes, you can have the week off from the podcast, but we need a punters punting club from you. And he's the clubhouse leader, absolutely dominating. And I must say, our man, Jason's tipping last week. I'm not sure if it's just because he's got the insight with those splits at Sandown Park, but... He is absolutely flying over the past few weeks, which is great to see. But before we move forward and take a look at what's happening this Thursday night, last Thursday, the Nationals, the state finals for Victoria. Maureen Susie, how good is this greyhound going? And she was able to mow them down. And if she hadn't already announced herself as a genuine star stay, as she did last week, and here are the concluding stages of that enormous victory from box number four.
1: Kelfie Moon running a race of its life. Jarek Bale right there and here comes Moraine Susie. Moraine Susie looped the field and raced away. Moraine Susie's off to Sydney. Wins it by four. What a win. Jarek
0: Bale... Off to Sydney, Sydney and I think a, a real genuine representative as well, uh, Moraine Susie. She's just getting stronger and stronger and faster and faster really. That was a devastating win and uh, she could really push them pretty hard there in Sydney in the national final next week. So we'll be cheering for the Victorians, no doubt about that, is Dusty Berbsky winning the sprint final.
1: Ready. Right thing. Photo Man began well with Dusty Burbsky. Photo Man's got a length in front and is trying to get across Dusty bursky into the first turn. Dusty kicks hard, keeps him out. Behind them was Vader Bale getting across to third. Behind them was Zara Ivan to fourth. Zippy Tesla back on the inside from Kinrock Star. They dropped Who Told Shorty and Usman Bale off the back at straight. Racing to the lead now was Dusty Burbsky. Dusty Burbsky got past Photo Man who's trying to rally. Dusty's in front. Dusty wins. Dusty a length and a half, Photo Man. They race
0: quick. Big win, Dusty Burbski, to, uh, to kick through when he was three quarters behind Photo Man at the first bend and hold out the lead. It was just a, a really tough sort of defiant victory, 24.243 the run, and well we all know the, the story with Ross Davidson and, and how much this greyhound means to the owners, so terrific to see him off to Sydney after winning the Victorian State Final in such fine style. Go the big V in Sydney run of the week take away the two big ones run of the week here for mind punters well you have to go straight to race number one not too far into the results from last week a greyhound by the name of Hector Forley we all know the raps on him after Jason Adams mentioned that the cockerels believe this may well be the best greyhound that they've ever trained and you could see why winning in twenty nine thirty three, Hector Forley from box number one in race one last Thursday night here he is
1: And the lure's on the roll for the first. Good luck, set to go, ready. Racing. Hector Foley began well on the inside. Initial speed from Ava Blazer. Hector Foley's driving hard underneath it and keeps it out. Third was Motive on the inside. Then was Dewanna Burger. They get clear from old mate behind them was Charlo. Well back to Aston Miles. Last was Dewanna Boggy. But Hector Foley. Hector Foley out by four. Motive is starting to run on. Clear then of Dewanna Burger. Hector Foley in front. Motive's mowing it down. But Hector Foley too good. Hector Foley beat Motive third. Was Dewana Burger. Thursday's Preview
0: Straight in now to Thursday night preview time 12 races first It's 17 past 6 and race number 1 I'm keen here on number 3 Old mate, good run 2 starts ago Can reproduce that 5.13 to the first peg That's the key If it runs 5.13 I think it leads And therefore I think it wins Race 2 I'm with number 1 Commander Tommy Pretty close following on this Greyhound after he went through the Pink Diamond series, but he, he just showed what he could do last week fresh up. So the fact he did that fresh, you would think he's got every chance to do the same. One of the better bets of the night, race two, number one. Race three. Well, this is a tricky race. Gary on's in Form, our man Josh Moody, the trainer, is on the podcast toward the end. So don't go anywhere. We're going to have uh, Josh Moody on shortly. Look, I think it's a tough race. I think there are. Four genuine chances, and they've drawn one, two, three, four. I do like Whizbang Betty at a rough price, but I would have preferred her drawn closer to the rail. I'm not sure how to play this one. Maybe, maybe I'll go master the art, but I'm cheering for Gary Stun on. I think he's a really big player in the race. Race four, I'm with number two, Draco Bale. Uh, The two wins at the Meadows were just to another level, and I don't think lost any admirers last week with the run either. Over then now to race number five, pretty tricky grade five, this one. There's not a, a huge amount of depth in the race, so it's a tough one to sort out. I'll probably lean to number eight, Hay Scooby, who's just got some good Meadows form. If if he can reproduce that 5.07 to the first peg at the Meadows two starts ago, bring that to Sandown, I think he's going to be a real player. Race six, a deep grade five, this one. Distinguished, who got the job done for us at the Meadows Saturday night, has drawn the inside. Tough tears will be looking to come across and, and really threaten as well. Then you've got modern Kalinda Hector Forley. Tough race, I'll go modern Kalinda, but I, I think he, she's going to need a lot of luck if she is going to win the race. Uh, Race number seven, how about at Hanarico Uh, for Johnny Barber? Huge, huge win at the Meadows on Saturday night. He's probably proving to be a little bit of a moderate beginner, but he's got such a turn of pace and and so much strength. So that mid-race turn of foot will seem hard to beat here. Race seven, number three. Race number eight, uh, I'm going to go with number one here, Patriot Earhart, just racing really well, beginning consistently, drawn well, ticks enough boxes here. Race nine, well, if Boom Lateral wants to win this, it's his race to lose, really. Uh, So well graded that uh, I think it is... At his best, he'd blow them away. It's as simple as that. So race nine, I'm keen on number six. Race 10, I think Rickett and Rick's going to run a really big race here. Number two was an eye-catching run went fourth here last time, chasing home Paddy wants pats. Obviously, Bell Violin, we've been waiting for him to get to 600, so he'll run a bit of a race. Race number 11, uh, I'm going to go here with number two got no bro i know his form's a bit all over the place of late but he does have ability and he has drawn nicely down near the inside i think number four is a bit of a danger superman keeping and race number 12 the last well Tough, tough would be the the description I'd go with here for the last. Honestly, really, really hard to find the winner. I'll probably, if anything, have a little play on number six, Win and Do Wendy. She's just got the early speed. I think she can lead the race from box number six, and that will then overcome the awkward draw. The eight might tag across as well, but I'll go with number six on top, Win and Do Wendy. Hunters, Hunting Club. Well, I promised that I'd get Jason Adams' punting, punting club, and he's given me race eight, number one, Patriot Earhart. He wants $50 the nose, and when you're going as well as Jason Adams, you could see why you wouldn't bother going each way, but $50 the nose on Patriot Earhart. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, race two, number one, $25 each way on Commander Tommy. I think that's the way to play the punters' punting club for this week. Inside Info. My favourite uh, segment on the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast is Inside Info and if you've listened over the last few weeks we had... Two from two, Johnny Barbara last Saturday night, Jeff Britton I think had three winners the night we had him on and, and then Lisa Dalbridge who gave us five greyhounds to follow, yep five and I think within two days three of them had won, three from three, so this segment's flying and this week we've got a young trainer on the uh, the podcast, I speak of Joshua Moody, Josh thanks for joining us mate, how are you going? I'm good, thanks James, how are you going? I'm going well, but uh, you must be up and about a little bit because you've got a, a very promising greyhound that's racing at Sandown this Thursday by the name of Gary on. and I must say, mate, he surprised me a little bit when he won his first uh, maiden race there at the Meadows back on the 27th of July. It was a pretty slow track, I thought. He went 30 and 21 and... This greyhound's sort of just come from nowhere, but before we speak about him and his rise in distance, your involvement, mate, how, how did you get involved in greyhound racing? Where did it all begin?
2: Um, so it started about probably seven years ago. We brought a uh, dog by the name of Roadrunner Thief as a football club syndicate. Um, there was about 30 of us involved and slowly and slowly it dropped off and it ended up being a group of about 15 of us. Um, he wasn't the best race dog, but he managed to win uh, two in a row and then finish second, um, and from that it resulted into us buying another dog in a group of four. We uh, sort of fell in love with the sport itself, and I mean, being a young fella getting to load the doc- dogs in the box, it's obviously a bit of joy, a bit of excitement and that, so it was very uh, nice to do that. And then we sort of just ventured on our own trail and sort of, yeah, just the four, four best mates uh, having a bit of fun. Um, and, yeah, we started off and all got our trainer's licences, and then kicked off from there. It's a great story, mate.
0: And I guess in the scheme of things, then you're feeling new to to greyhound training. Would Would Gary Stunton
2: be the best one you've trained so far? Uh, no, I'd have to say um, probably probably one of our greater ones would have been the Roger Express. I think a lot yeah. of people would have known him. Um, he definitely definitely brought a lot of joy to our lives. Um, and I think we picked him up as a five hundred dollar dog. Wow. And I think overall, uh, yeah, the first first day we got him, we fell in love with him. And I think total prize money I think he won was uh, sixty two and a half thousand. So, oh, gary has <laughs> um, got, got a bit fight. of work to do. <laughs> oh, Gary, Gary's good. He's he's very uh, like Roger. Um, so you know, it's good to good to see him with that ability. But uh, yeah, there always be a soft spot for Roger.
0: And mate, you're training at the moment, how many do you do you have in the kennel? Are you, are you training house block or on land, or how does it all work?
2: Uh, yeah. So we've got a backyard. It's probably oh about. The size of the block's only about a 400 square block. Um, so we use the meadows, obviously, slipping track to have a bit of fun down there and uh, pretty much trialing them, making sure they get checked out.
0: Well, mate, it's, it's fabulous to see, and I, I love the stories of, of backyard trainers because obviously the, the, the more professional trainers have now gone out to, to having massive properties with straight tracks and everything else, and I guess, mate, you're, you're living proof that you can do it from a, a 400 square metre block, as you say, and, and not just have a greyhound, but have one running successfully racing in town. Do you, do you pinch yourself sometimes? And I guess you'd be thankful for the facilities that are available
2: for, for somebody like you there at the Meadows. Um, yeah, it's sort of, it doesn't really sink in, I guess. We haven't made it to the big time yet. We've definitely been competitive enough to race with some of the best. Um, but I think I think it will sink in once we do make it to that point. Um, but, you know, every single race they have, as long as they come back safe to us, you know, that's enough to give us a glimmer of hope to... One day, be able to, you know, match it with the best.
0: And mate, before we smash into the form guide and have a look at this race at uh, Sandown on Thursday, you've got a couple of kids as well. I, I'm assuming, mate, my little bloke absolutely loves the greys. Do, do they get out there and help you with the boy?
2: Uh no, they don't. They don't sort of help. Um, I did take my daughter along to um, my two-year-old along to Sandown though on Sunday in the hope that he would pinch a race and we would be able to get a cheeky photo, which was great to see. I think. She was more excited um, than myself by the end of it, so it was good to see her fist pumping and calling out, go Gary, go Gary, go Gary, which is really nice.
0: Well, mate, hopefully uh, Thursday night, it might be a little bit late, but uh, hopefully you can be cheering, go Gary, go Gary then, because you've drawn box number one, race three, uh, as we record this podcast, mate, it's about, uh, what is it, 46 hours away from a jump, As we break down the form, you must have been absolutely thrilled with his run on Sunday. First go 5.95. I'm not sure if you would have trialled him over that distance, but to run 34.26, you must have been really, really impressed.
2: Yeah, definitely. He's not the greatest of beginners. He tends to miss a start occasionally. It got him into trouble, I think, about three starts ago um, over at the Meadows. And we did see once uh, he broke through for his mate and when he did run the 30-21 in the best of the night, or best of the day, sorry, um, he did come back. He wasn't really blowing. He, you know, he was a bit energetic the next day in the backyard, which is good to see. Uh, so we did take him across to Sandown to have a cheeky trial across there last Thursday. And he, he'd done enough to impress us there to warrant the start on the Sunday. And I think just drawing the red, obviously, done him a world of good, but we didn't expect him to jump that good.
0: And the run thirty four twenty six. I mean that—that that is what the the open class sort of Thursday night greyhounds, you know, in the peak of their powers would run. So I guess you would have would have driven home on Sunday afternoon, going, "He's he's definitely developing this dog, and he's doing it pretty quickly."
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely was very excited by his run. Like I said, it was all um, done at the start off field. There's a big headwind coming home. He did tire a little bit, um, which was expected. Um, however, he did manage to just hold his line enough to pitch the win. Couple so, good. very happy with that.
0: There's a couple of good dogs in the race uh, on Thursday night. Do you see one as being the main danger? and Do you think Gary has to push through and lead to win?
2: Uh, quite honestly, I, I believe he's a danger to himself. I think, like I said, uh, missing that start would do in the world of hurt. Um, however, we've got full confidence in the dog. You know, hopefully he can jump out. I I do feel he can go quicker than the nine eleven first split, um, but that's just personally my opinion. If he is switched on, you know, it's all up to him at the end of the day. So as long as he comes home safe, that's our main concern.
0: And breeding wise, first litter from Express Angel. I think you had a, a share in her, didn't you, through her racing career, and and looks to have produced a pretty nice litter as well. First up,
2: yeah, so um, definitely, definitely, are uh, happy with uh, we called her Bambi. Um, she was a very, she was a great mum. Um, had a litter of seven. Um, and, yeah, I think all, all – sorry, we lost one uh, very early days, but uh, all six have now hit the track and um, showing a lot of signs early. So, Mate,
0: I'm hitting my head against the computer at the moment trying to work out how you've got a pup who's only 20 months of age running a strong 600 metres heading to a race at Sandown Park and the size fully loaded. Can you tell me when you bred this litter, did you expect to have any greyhounds that would race over this distance, let alone so early?
2: Uh, secretly, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say so early, but definitely I think he's a very underrated sire. Um, we sort of took a very big liking into him. Um, one, for price, he wasn't that expensive. And two, obviously, you look through um, brothers and uncles, mm. and it's a very, very dominant um, litter that he comes from. Um, unfortunately, you can't breed with poke the bear. So um, the next best thing was for us to keep uh, fully loaded in the hope that we'd even have something that looked like poke the bear as he's a beautiful-natured dog, and um, we keep in contact with Darren quite frequently. So he even says uh, that Gary looks a lot like his dad. He gets right down like his dad and all that. So,
0: Well, it's, it's an impressive way of doing it, I guess, because Fully Loaded had that, that terrific early speed, but there was strength in the line. And for you, mate, moving forward, what what is the, the long-term goal, I guess, the dream of, uh, of Joshua Moody and Greyhound Racing here in Victoria? What's the plan?
2: Um, so the plan would be um, just to pretty much... Oh, I dare say just to win any sort of cup, I think the thrill of it would be amazing. Mm. Um, we have tried, uh, you know, unsuccessfully with a few different dogs, um, Roger being one of them, and, you know, he ran a couple of seconds to Donner patty and um, a few other good ones. So, you know, if we can turn over a new leaf there with Gary, I think it'd be amazing just to make that cup and, you know, be competitive just to walk the track, um, you know, and have your, have your dog's name on your vest and, you know, just just be a bit competitive with the big guys, I guess.
0: Well, mate, as I let you go, you seem like a very passionate greyhound man. Is there is there one line that would describe you winning a race when you're training a greyhound, put in all the effort, and they cross the line in first? Is there is there a one-liner that you could put to that? Um, Just never give up. And there's a couple of really important owners amongst this
2: dog, isn't there as well, mate? Uh, yeah, correct. We have a very close friend, uh, David Reid, who got me into greyhounds um david's a 76 year old fella um and yeah he's a lovely guy and taught me everything i know so i actually trained with david um and it's you know our one dream is to obviously get a cup and a rug well mate
0: hopefully it's not too far away i know you're a big fan of the hume cup as well and uh with dave having a battle with health mate we we hope that hume cup can be yours for the taking in the not too distant future so good luck
2: No worries. Thanks very much, James.
0: Mm, Just like that, that's another podcast done and dusted. Hope you've enjoyed it. It was a little bit different to normal without our main man, Jason Adams, but I hope you've enjoyed it, had some fun, and, yeah, hopefully we've got a winner or two for Thursday night. Until next time, punters, safe travelling. You know the drill by now. Happy punting.